No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. Interesting goings on in the world of the heavyweight division, particularly as it pertains to the American champion Deontay Wilder and a rematch which he is scheduled now to have in February against the Englishman Tyson Fury to discuss the state of all things heavyweight. We welcome our old friend Bryn Jonathan Butler. Bryn, what did you make of the fight last week, the Wilder rematch with Ortiz? You know, I don't, I don't, I can't think of another fighter like Deontay Wilder who throws more red meat to his supporters and his detractors with every fight that he puts on. He lost, I thought, conservatively, five of the first six rounds before he knocked out Ortiz in such iconic fashion. Um, so it's, it's very strange with somebody like Wilder that I just don't think we know what we're looking at, and people are trying to figure it out. Um, I think historically, if you go back to some of the great fighters in the heavyweight division, it's easy to forget that Joe Frazier was a three-and-a-half-to-one favorite against George Foreman, another big puncher who was undefeated. People didn't see enough with Foreman to think what would eventually happen in that fight, just annihilating Joe Frazier. The same thing was true with Sonny Liston and, and a young Cassius Clay, where Liston was an eight-to-one favorite. It was also true with Rocky Marciano, who was a 65 underdog against a 37-year-old shot Joe Lewis. So I think Wilder is kind of suffering the same issue, is we're just not sure if we can trust what we're looking at. You spent a lot of time around Deontay Wilder. You spent a lot of time in the last few years thinking about the arc of his career, how he's gotten to where he is, what kind of a fighter he is. Have we ever seen, have we ever seen anyone like this, though, who's got so much power and yet um, can seem so lost in the same fight within seconds of, of displaying these different traits? I spent some time with him last year at his training camp in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I really liked him, but as I was watching him sparring and shadow boxing, I, I've never seen a right hand like he can throw. I mean, before him, it was Felix Sabone where the right hand was almost metaphysical how powerful it was. Uh, which he doesn't really throw that often in sparring or increasingly in a lot of his fights. And yet a lot of the rest of the time, his footwork seems to resemble like a recovering stroke addict, uh, stroke victim in an old folks home, pushing a walker. It, it is dazzling how bad his footwork is, how amateur he looks, how raw for somebody who's 34 years old, and is undefeated. So what does that mean? Does that mean is he not is he not a good athlete? I mean, I don't know how you define athlete. I mean, athlete, you know, that's in the eye of the beholder. But is why can't he get it? I mean, um, why hasn't he been able to master these things that you know guys at the Golden Gloves level uh, who are teenagers are better at? And he's a, a world champion. Well, it's the first question I asked his assistant trainer, Mark Breland, is as we were watching him sparring, I said to Breland, who is 
maybe one of the, not maybe, definitely one of the great American amateurs of all time. And I said, as we were watching the heavyweight champion of the world, where is he at in terms of his skill relative to you? What age were you able to do the things that he was doing? And he said, I don't know, nine or 10. Stop. And that's kind of of what we're dealing with is why is he so one-dimensional, so profoundly, absurdly one-dimensional? And as I was listening to his trainer, JDs, over the course of that training camp, whatever Wilder was doing, just sort of walking around in this sort of clumsy way where his balance was just all over the place, and the trainer was just saying, D, I've just never seen you. Fabulous. You're looking amazing. You're looking incredible. And everybody who was there, a lot of British journalists, because it was just before the Tyson Fury fight, we were all gobsmacked. The Emperor's New Clothes. That's just it. We're speaking with Bryn Jonathan Butler, the boxing scribe, the author most recently of The Grand Master, a book about chess. And he's written extensively about Deontay Wilder, who won his rematch last week with Luis Ortiz and is now scheduled to fight Tyson Fury in a rematch on February 22nd. That is the latest news. This is a done deal, right? We're speaking here on Wednesday morning of Thanksgiving week, the day before Thanksgiving. It's a done deal. Vegas, February 22nd, Bryn? Nothing is a done deal in boxing. I'll believe it when I see them get into the ring (laughs) and the bell rings. But I think so. I think it is probably going to happen. There's a lot of money there. And Tyson Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder put on a great show last time. All of the boxing writers who were at the training camp I was said the same thing watching Wilder spar. If he doesn't knock Fury out, he is probably going to lose every round. And that basically bore out in their first fight. Yeah. So here we are again. And, you know, one of the features that was quite unusual for, for Wilder Ortiz on Saturday at the MGM grand is a lot of writers were talking about how many tickets had to be given away just to have 10,000 people there watching him. So he's not been able to go over yet with the public and resonate despite showtime. And a lot of people really pushing him as this great American heavyweight, but he hasn't had a lot of purchase with the boxing public, let alone the broader sports public, the casual sports fan. Why is that, Bryn? Why is that? Why why aren't people excited about a guy who might be the greatest puncher ever? That's the big question, Mark. I, I like his personality, and I think he presents himself in a very WWE kind of way, screaming this bomb squad thing, even holding, cradling his daughter in his arms. She's probably deaf in one ear from all his victories and screaming it out. But I don't know why he hasn't gained more popularity because he is a compelling person. He's got a great backstory. Um, He hails from a very interesting Southern town, a big football town, obviously, but he has not been able to go over and, My guess would be the person that I interviewed one-on-one in his office of his gym, if he allowed that to come out a little more, I think he would go over more with the public. But instead, he wants to be this kind of caricature wearing this sort of eyes wide shut clothing and the lead up to the fights, walking out to the ring. I don't really understand what I'm looking at. Yeah, those scary masks. They are scary. I mean, they scare me, those masks. They're, they're, they're creepy. It's like, yeah, like you said, Eyes Wide Shut, which was a, a creepy film. Um, we're speaking with Bryn Jonathan Butler about Deontay Wilder, who is in position now for a rematch with Tyson Fury. We saw the first fight now almost 
a year ago where Fury got up from uh, two knockdowns, especially devastating one. What was that in the 10th round, the 11th round? Uh, it, it didn't seem anybody could get up from that, that punch. He got up and Tyson Fury in that moment, um, he, he didn't just survive, uh, the knockdown. I mean, it was almost like his career rose from the ashes too. Uh, where he had been over 400 pounds. His story, very compelling. He's a guy who, you know, has captured a segment of the population's imagination. Is there any reason to believe when this fight takes place about 15 months after their initial fight that anything's changed for either of these guys? Is there anything that's going to be different? I mean, last time you said, and many said, if he doesn't knock him out, he's going to lose, or he's going to lose every round uh, that he doesn't knock him down in. Um any any ways in which we could perceive these fighters have evolved in the last year? Well, Fury has been so up and down, and, and I agree with you. I think that was kind of the comeback story of the decade in boxing with what Fury was able to do. It was um, incredible. And they had great chemistry, the two of them. Uh, I don't see any sign that Wilder is deteriorating at 34. I mean, he started boxing famously very late, but He's getting less and less active and more willing to lose rounds, but he has this tremendous equalizer. Uh, Fury, if Fury comes in, I think there's still more room for improvement. I mean, he dropped just a huge amount of weight, well over 100 pounds. If he's able to come in even better shape, I mean, potentially he could put on a better performance. But at any moment, I think with with Wilder, what we're all waiting for is what happens when he lands that right hand. And maybe it is the greatest right hand in the history of boxing. It's certainly up there and in the conversation. So I, I think that's what makes it a very exciting fight. But I think the big problem for Wilder at this point is the resume. That is what has been his big challenge in going over with the public. And I think being taken seriously by his critics is he's 34. He's been heavyweight champion for quite a while now. Who has he beat? We want to see him fight the elites. We want to see them fight a lot more often. And we want to see them fight at the right time. And we've already seen that spoiled with what Ruiz Jr. was able to do with Joshua. It's, it's a different heavyweight landscape now. But Deontay certainly with that right hand has the potential to rise above all of them. But at the same time, we've seen some liabilities. In the first fight with Luis Ortiz, he was all, he's maybe 10 seconds away from being knocked out and could have become a, a sort of contemporary Michael Grant when Grant fought Lennox Lewis to see who was, who was the real deal. So that's what makes it interesting, is, is we just don't know what's going to happen. And, and Wilder, you know, probably there's going to be destruction in one direction or the other. It's not going to be boring. Bryn Jonathan Butler writes about boxing for The Undefeated, for Esquire, for The Paris Review, writes about other subjects as well. His most recent book is The Grand Master. Bryn, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.